when nothing goes right. Your wife starts bitching about whatever it was she was bitching about last night. So you escape into the bathroom just to sit there on your throne. But after you finish your business, the toilet paper's gone. Well, it's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. It's a bad day, so you better get off my back. You might get cold cocked if you cross my path. Cause it's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. Well, I was running late for work, so I poured me some coffee to go. And just before I had a flat tire, I spilled it all over my clothes. When the highway patrolman pulled up, I thought that help was on the way. But when he saw the tattoo in my hand, he shot me with pepper spray. Oh, it's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. It's a bad day. So you better get off my back. You might. All right, man. So, uh, we have this, uh, ongoing situation unrolling in, uh, Beirut, Lebanon. And, uh, I have been getting. most of my information about it from a couple of women. Uh, one, my friend Hiba, who's uh, into bodybuilding and stuff. She's Lebanese, came to the United States. Um, and then the other one, Mia Khalifa. I don't know what Mia's famous for other than being famous. Uh, she did a a lot of porn when she first turned like 18 and that's how she became famous was through Pornhub but now she does other things like you know sports uh, casting and podcasting and uh, things like that she's a cutie big bushy Lebanese eyebrows and, and Middle Eastern women are pretty beautiful um Somebody said that's why they keep their women covered up because they never get anything done because they always be looking at these beautiful women. Uh, but, sorry, totally different subject. Uh, Beirut is actually somewhat westernized. I've heard it's a great place to party. Um, this uh, particular incident... Uh, Occurred yesterday. I found out about it through Hibba's uh, Instagram, and she had a post on their prayers for Beirut. And of course, my first thought was, you know, some kind of act of terrorism, uh, just because of the nature of the region. 
uh, you know, my first memories of Lebanon were um, being the news nerd that I am. Uh, when I was a kid, every day at my grandparents' house, my mom was usually out working her ass off. And uh, five o'clock, I had to come in for dinner. And then and then six o'clock would be the news. Um, there wasn't any like five o'clock, four o'clock news back then. It was all you know the 6 p.m. news, uh, at least here in the Eastern time zone. And we always watched the Pittsburgh news and that was followed by, uh, the ABC nightly news or evening news. Uh, and the big thing was, uh, the Marine barracks in Beirut that had been blown up. Uh, I believe the United States was there on a United Nations peacekeeping mission and our Marines weren't even allowed to load their weapons. They weren't. They had to have their uh, magazines, you know, on their hip or somewhere. But their M16s and their machine guns weren't loaded. And there's a difference in an M16 and a machine gun. So a truck filled with explosives was able to drive through a barricade and get close to a marine barracks and I think 150 marines were killed uh, and I remember running around my friend Timmy's house uh, playing G.I. Joe with back then we, we had some sweet we were actually allowed to play with toy guns that looked like real ones okay uh, and we had like our toy M16s I shit you not, they looked just, they were almost the same size as a real M16 machine gun and looked a lot like it. I had this really, I think it belonged to one of my uncles, but it was a a shotgun and it had the, uh, I guess we use this hand, it had the pump action. It was a pop gun and you would, there was a, the trigger, and there was a, now I can't think of the damn name of it, um, a lever that you pulled down and pulled it back up, and it's pulled air into the gun, and when you pulled the trigger, it popped, it sounded like a real gun, and it was all steel with a wooden stock, and this is what kids played with in the, in the 70s and early 80s, <laughs> oh, damn near real gun made of real wood and real metal. It had to have been a hand-me-down from my uncle because it was real steel. Most of the toys I played with were plastic by that point. Um, but anyways, I was running around Timmy's house chanting Lebanon ceasefire because I heard it on the news and there was this, uh, it was like in the news every day, you know, fighting in Lebanon. Uh, I think they were going through a civil war of sorts, um, but you know, yeah, Lebanon now is um, always always has its problems, 
this <coughs> explosion, it started with a fire. We don't know how the fire started, but the Lebanese officials are saying that those responsible are going to be held accountable at the highest level, uh, the maximum level, if you will. And uh, they, uh, they don't know where the fire started. There was a building that held confiscated weapons, munitions, like ammunition, explosives, and then 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate, which is a very powerful fertilizer. Uh, if you remember in America, the Oklahoma City bombing with Timothy McVeigh, ammonium, ammonia, ammonium, nit I keep wanting to say ammonium, like the medicine, ammonium nitrate is what he used to blow up that federal building in Oklahoma City. And, uh, I just want to play some, some sound from this to give perspective. Swipe up and share or donate or do anything you can because Lebanon's government failed them too. It's not just America. And America's government. Man, I have us. never understood the hatred for police like I do. There's no need to hate police. But... Hey. Manno. Look, 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 this is just tragic. Um, injured, bandaged. Khalifa's Instagram right here that I'm looking at right now. Um, she's, like I said, from Lebanon originally. Uh, she's a beautiful girl, big bushy eyebrows. I don't know why I find that attractive. But uh, anyways, you know, she's got a very passionate feeling about this. President Trump said, you know, this was an attack. And then a CNN reporter immediately tried to contradict him and say, he needed to get better sources before he says something like that. Well, 
you can find According to BBC News, uh, there's a link in the description to this article, links to donate to help uh, Lebanon, and I think as Americans we should, you know, our Savior Jesus Christ says, pray for your enemies. Uh, I don't, I personally don't see Lebanon as an enemy, but if you do, it's still the Christian thing to do to help them. Uh, President Michelle Anand tweeted, It was unacceptable that 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate be stored unsafely. Uh, and uh, An investigation is underway to find ex the exact trigger of the explosion. Lebanon's Supreme Defense Council said, Those responsible... See, here's where President Trump gets his... his Information. Lebanon's Supreme Defense Council, that would be um, the equivalent to our Secretary of Defense, said the, the Supreme Defense Council said those responsible would face maximum punishment possible. Hospitals are overwhelmed. Um, you think back to 9-11 in the United States and how... You know, American hospitals were overwhelmed. But the nice thing about the United States is we're 50 states that come together as one. Lebanon is kind of on its own. Uh, and every country in the world right now is having a problem with this virus, and it's terrible in Lebanon. We've been shipping... Uh, you know, PPE ventilators and relief supplies to them already. Uh, now they need a, a totally different kind of relief supply. You know, they're going to need food, they're going to need water, they're going to need shelter. So hopefully the inept United Nations can get off its ass and stop screwing with the, the United States and Israel for five minutes and help Lebanon. That's what the United Nations, uh, part of its job is is for. Part of its existence is for. Uh, but, you know, we as Americans can donate. We've always stepped up and we've always helped people in their times of need. And I don't think this should be any different. So, let me read on here to give you guys some uh, news perspective. President Arnoun... And I may be mispronouncing A-O-U-N is how his last name is spelled. Uh, he declared three days of mourning. I don't care. Of course, people are going to mourn. Duh. The government said it would release 100 billion lira, which is 50 million British pounds or 66 million U.S. dollars of relief funds. Uh, BBC journalists at this scene reported... Dead bodies, which uh, the body count, pardon me, this is very crude to talk about. The death count at the time, 
I'm seeing this news uh, is at 100, but that's going to rise dramatically and rapidly. The injury count was 4,000. Uh, a BBC journalist said, you know, you can see dead bodies, severe damage, um, enough to put the port of Beirut out of action. So there's only one port in and out of Lebanon. They're not like the United States where we have, you know, New York, Los Angeles, uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and hunt, probably dozens at least of other ports around the, the country, okay? They have, you know, kind of one way in and one way out, and then they're landlocked by <coughs> Syria, which is in disarray, and Israel, who doesn't really like them. So, you know, the United States needs to get relief and help in there. I know we've got our own problems, but damn it, we're the United States of America. And throughout the 90s, we were the world police. Throughout the post-World War II era, we've been the country that everybody comes to They don't even come to us. We go to them and give aid and help and things of that nature. I remember a story that gained popularity after 9-11, but it really came out much earlier than that. It was uh, by a Canadian reporter, op-ed, and he wrote a thing called America the Good Neighbor, and it talked about, you know, during the 1989 San Francisco earthquake, no foreign country came to the aid of the United States when this disaster happened in America, this time, this and that. Uh, We didn't ask for help from anyone, but when this happened in this country overseas, the United States sent so many millions in relief. When this happened in this other country, the United States sent so much. And the good thing about being 50 United as one is like on 9-11, I'll go to that. Or uh, you can look at uh, Hurricane Katrina. One of the first Hurricane Katrina um, fundraisers was held in Wheeling, West Virginia. And that's part of Appalachia, very poor area. Uh, And they raised like $35,000 at one little fundraiser from people that were making, you know, maybe less than $20,000 a year. People that, you know, they, they had, you know, all the big country music singers came to this little theater, which used to be a world renowned theater in downtown Wheeling, where if you were a rock and roll or country superstar in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you had to play at that theater. I mean, that was like a big deal. Uh, Wheeling was a big deal back then. And so anyways, they came to this theater. They raised like 35000 or maybe $55,000 for people in uh, Louisiana while millionaire celebrities weren't giving a dime and just on 
television bitching and moaning. On 9-11, you know, it was a no-brainer that people from New Jersey, fire departments from New Jersey would respond. People from all over the United States, after the buildings collapsed, started responding almost immediately. Like, people just jumped in their cars and drove to New York City to try to help. They didn't know where they were going, didn't know what they were going to help with, but they just went to help. Uh, you know, but in the Middle East, you know, or Europe, these are all individual countries. They don't just, like, run all the time to help one another, you know. So... It's a different thing, a different uh, setup, a different, you know, life. Uh, a lot of the factions over there don't like each other because of, like, thousands of year old religious tensions. And even within the Muslim community, like, Sunnis and Shiites don't get along, okay? So, of course, you know, the Israelis don't like... Uh, a lot of people in Lebanon because, uh, you know, uh, is Israel being its own nation and race versus, you know, Arab and all those things. But, you know, I think Trump needs to work some of his Trumpy poo magic and uh, get, you know, it gets relief supplies in through Israel from the United States if we can't get into the port of Beirut. Like I said, maybe there are airports and things in other places in Lebanon that I'm not aware of. But links in the description to where you can go to donate and uh, help out. The Lebanese world... The Lebanese Red Cross is the one I would probably go to because the, the Red Cross is one of the most reputable organizations. So, let's uh, thoughts and prayers with Israel right now, or thoughts and prayers with Lebanon, thoughts and prayers with Israel always. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Panic Attack. Do remember to like, share, and subscribe, and as always, pray for each other, and God bless. Get cold, cock. If you cross my path, cause it's a great day. I'm just saying it, they're gonna do it. For me to whoop somebody. <laughs> when I finally made it to work, I was 15 minutes late. I told my boss about the flat tire, but he fired me anyway. So here I am out in the parking lot, just waiting by his car, man. I'm gonna give him a goodbye present that he never will forget. Hey, day for me to whoop somebody's ass. It's a bad day. So you better get off my back. You might get cold, cock. <laughs> if you cross my path.
That's strong cracks me up. <laughs> 